Consummate Athlete seeks health, community, and adventure through movement. And here on the podcast, longtime endurance coach and kinesiologist Peter Glassford and author and cycling coach Molly Herford are helping you lead your best active, adventurous life. Every week, we talk with professional athletes, health and fitness experts, and of course, real-life consummate athletes. We're excited to have you along for the ride. Hey guys, welcome back to another Friday quick episode of the Consummate Athlete Podcast. Peter, how's it going? It's going good. Yes, I am gearing up here for, we're getting into some strength training with folks. We're getting into some cyclocross. Cyclocross uh, group sessions were not uh, plentiful this year with cyclocross not really happening as much, but have a big uh, series of, I guess there's a series of small groups uh, with our restrictions on group size and stuff, but I'm excited to be out there. I got the barriers were hidden in a shed, so I'm pulling out all their obstacles and stuff and preparing to build up a little course for the weekend very exciting yeah this is a this is a very strange season actually i don't know if anyone is super nerdy about cyclocross uh more uci world cups just got pushed back even further so we're not even starting the uci world cup cyclocross season until november 29th i think is the first race and that one is even looking a little question marky whether it's going to happen so that's just breaking news today that was breaking news today okay yeah um, so that's, that's, you know, not really shocking, but it's definitely a bit of a bummer for those of us who really, really love the sport. I mean, there is still racing happening, but it's definitely fewer and far between, and it doesn't seem like it's being televised as much. So yeah, really sort of sad for those of us who have dedicated our lives to, uh, right. <laughs> well, and it's and maybe, maybe the, it. the, what the year was right. In a lot of ways, whether you're talking about different meetings or conferences or things getting moved back canceled you know eventually canceled and i'm only like a little bit bitter that men's bike racing on the road seems to have just compressed an entire season into three months whereas we're just canceling all cyclocross forever well i mean what our challenge is is to move beyond this and operate as as people right so today in this short episode we are looking at the process of goal setting and and with these moving goalposts this you know uncontrollable world that we all are living in you know how do we move forward yeah so this is a topic that we've been talking about a ton kind of between ourselves as we've been uh, putting the final final touches on our upcoming book becoming a consummate athlete Um, if you didn't see we just announced that on instagram last week it's coming out november 15th and it's sort of our our guidebook for kind of all of the the training nutrition recovery gear just every principle that we kind of follow to and every habit that we try to live by to uh to make ourselves the most resilient uh fun loving athletes that we can be um but it's also a topic that peter's coming you know talking to a lot of clients about lately as you know the quote-unquote season ends although you know there isn't really like a definitive season ender right now other than just the fact that it's getting chillier out yeah i mean i think we have the seasons you know those are somewhat predictable here with uh global warming and so forth but you know we do we have those seasons you know things change so we can we can stick to that but i think the idea of goal setting is you know weaved into the whole season we you know often talk about it at the beginning of the season at the end of the season you know as we start training whenever that is depending on whether it's the fall or you know it's a lot of people it's sort of coming into the new year they start getting more serious about cer- certainly summer sports and i think what we've kind of seen is that most people kind of understand the idea of like the point b or like the setting of the goal or the resolution or whatever you want to call it where you're kind of saying like this is what i want to do whether it's win a race or lose 20 pounds or whatever 
Um, but we've kind of realized we we sort of look at goals in a three-part process. Well, let's let's even back up. Like point A, point B, we've we've taken those terms from Dan John, who we take many things from. So I Dan mean, John is a strength coach. Any of his books are worth reading. I'm pretty sure he didn't come up with point he didn't, A and point I B. I know you can see less in goal setting, but Dan John's thing is actually that you know, depending on who you are, the point A can be the, the tough part or the point B, right? So for a lot of us adult trainers, you know, there isn't necessarily like, I want to win world championships. So actually the, the, Speak point, for yourself, the point B is actually a little tougher a lot of times, right? It's often these like arbitrary, like I need to lose five pounds and there's no, maybe not thought into like, is it five pounds you need to lose? Like what, where did that come from? Why five? Why is everyone five? Um, you know, there's a lot of these putting it out there. I've been, I'm going to lose five pounds since I was, I think 13 years old. Right. Right. And that's just an arbitrary one that I'm picking, but that's sort of the idea that it's, it's harder to pick goals often as adults, right? Cause you know, you, maybe you're not winning something or maybe you're not even competing. A lot of my clients don't necessarily even compete or, or they're doing more of these like Fondo or, or tour type things, right? Where it's, it's fitness. And so we can attach some fitness type goals to that. Uh, but sometimes the point B can be tougher. And then sometimes when you have an athlete, maybe someone who's more elite or, or someone who has a, a national championship, someone who's very competitive in their thing, sometimes it's actually the point A for them. Like, what are we testing and how? where are we in relation to that, that end goal, right? Because sometimes that's the tricky part is someone's like, oh, I want to be world champion. It's like, well, you're so far away. <laughs> so it, it's, you know looking at that may not be the best course of action for today. That might be like the dream goal for seasons away, you know, certainly even just a younger athlete, maybe dreams of the Olympics. Right. Um, but the, the next steps are not in that, that point B, right. It doesn't really tell us about what we need to do today. And if we focus too much on that, it can be demoralizing. It can also take us down the wrong path or, or to down a path of too much too soon. For sure. And so I, with all that to say, that's point A is sort of where you are now. And you can assess that with different tests and symptoms, you know, symptoms and signs. We say, you know, this could be health oriented stuff. And then point B, similarly, like what do you want to change in the symptoms and signs in the measures of body composition in the um, performance, right? This could be the classic power tests in biking or pacing for running or times in an event. Yeah. And I tend to look at this as more of like the before and after photos um, because as, as a female, that's sort of what I grew up with in magazines. And that's sort of, you know, just what I've always seen is like before and after. Um, and you can't really have like the point B or the after if you don't have a point A, right? Like there, there isn't really a, an after photo if you have no idea where you were before. Right. Yeah. I always like struggle with telling people to do the like before photos, but for sure, anything that's like a health body composition change. And I don't even necessarily mean a photo. I just mean that might be an easier way of thinking about point A, point B is like before and after. I think that's a great way to think about it. Yeah. And, and I think that's why we maybe do some of this initial testing and whether that's a, a before photo. Um, or, I love a good makeover montage. Or, Everyone knows this. Or it's again, just where are you starting? Right. And, and some of that is the motivation for down the road is like you forget that you you know, only a, a couple of years ago, only a couple of months ago, we're a completely different person as far as the skills, you know, maybe you're just starting mountain biking and it's easy to forget, you know, how far you've come a lot of times. So that is part of the reason that we're doing this like before check-in, after check-in, midterm check-in is to just sort of recheck and calibrate where you're at, but also appreciate that. I think, right. It's very, especially if people have been doing it for a long time, it's very easy to be, to overlook progress. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. So that all leads to if we have 
our first or like these two steps of goal setting, what I think it's, I'm going to say it kind of gets missed because a lot of the time people talk about results goals or process goals. Um, right. But our sort of like third part of this equation is the middle. Um, it's often referred to as like the messy middle, but we've been kind of talking about it as the fun middle. Yeah. I mean, it should be, especially for adults, right? Is, you know, there, there can be some, some struggle in there. There can be some hard work, but you're choosing in a lot of these cases to, to do these things, right? You know, you're choosing to do a running race, to do a biking race. So preparing for that should actually be something you enjoy doing, right? And, and here at Consummate Athlete, like part of what we're hoping people do is if you're not enjoying that process, there's a whole spectrum of ways you could be moving, right? If you're finding cycling frustrating, then maybe you're someone who really might like CrossFit and, you know, the more team you know group atmosphere the more strength oriented power oriented right there's all sorts of things that are healthy like the cycling is by no means the healthiest of sports oh there's actually a fantastic study that came out a couple days ago that was talking about how your personality type can actually dictate what fitness is best for you i guess was, i could um, see that it was like um competitive supportive and uh collaborative Okay. So that sort of would show you which sport maybe made the most sense for you. I thought that was a really interesting thing. Sorry, total aside. I guess. But so then what, do you recall like what would make it seem well, like you should be like a power lifter or something? Um, well, competitive would be like you're in, you know, running or cycling or something like that where you actually want to win a race. Uh, right. Supportive, you might be better off, you know being excited about sticking in group rides and maybe even being able to like lead a group ride of newer riders or, or like more of like a co-ed sport or something yeah. like ultimate frisbee or something like that maybe i think would that be... would actually be more collaborative would be a team sport oh uh, okay well that's uh, interesting so like a relay there, where did this something? come from do you, do you uh, i can link to it in the show notes okay we'll try and remember to do that so in any case yes the fun middle and really the way we think about this is we have a big journey we're going to do. So it's next year. I'm hoping that our Canadian nationals go and I can do this surprise. You know, I'm fit and I'm back to my youthful self. Peter, you just told everybody. Well, they won't do anything about it. So with that said, you know, I have till July and I know roughly where my weak points are and where my strengths are. And, you know, I'm going to pursue a couple different people to get some help with this and sort of some feedback. But, you know, we're sort of here in the Canadian fall and it's starting to get crummy, right? And so what can I do right now, given the restrictions on my time, given the restrictions with weather and trail access, given, you know, just where we're at, right? It's not hot anymore. It's There's all these different things. So really, it's just this fun middle is thinking about this next week to month, this next training block. And what can I do? What do I want to do? What, you know, what what is going to be fun? What is going to help me just inch forward uh, in in the scope of that whole big journey I'm going to have to take, right? Can I step in that direction given what I have on hand right now as far as, again, equipment, weather, all this stuff, motivation, even I think at the end of the season has to be taken into account, right? The next, the best thing for me might be to take a couple weeks of really low structure, which is what I just came off of, um, low volume, you know, trying to recover things. So yeah, so that's the idea with the fun middle. It's just like, can we keep it fun and can we enjoy this process in the cliche way right can we stop thinking about how fit I was when I was 25 and you know was fifth at nationals can I stop trying to like relive that and be the 37 year old and and show up and do the training that I need to do at 37 to get that similar result right to try for that 
Yeah, and I mean, I think it's never been more important now to figure that out because point B is pretty uncertain. At the, like we saw in 2020, no one's races went, right? Like, right. Point B didn't even exist. So if you weren't enjoying the the fun middle, then, I mean, frankly, you were kind of screwed, right? <laughs> yeah, and I guess that's the thing, right, is like this year wasn't a lot different as far as what I wanted to do. I was coming quite fit into the year hoping that I was going to race in the spring and then nationals, and I was going to full gas just like only focus on that one race and try and game it because everyone else was going to all these other races, right? And I was just going to really be ready for that particular event in that day. Um, but it didn't happen. Right. And so I raced Quentin DeSera met me and beat the, the, the crowd out of me uh, on a hot day in July. And, and so it was a good, I was able to assess where I was at given what I did and the training that I did. Um, but I think you want to be thinking about this as like the experiences to get to that point B and when you get to that point B, like, why am I getting to that point B, right? Whether it's an, a result at nationals and a cycling performance, are there things wrapped up in that? that are my why why do i want to be fast on a mountain bike for 90 minutes right there there hopefully is a fun factor there you know there's hopefully some skills there that i'll carry forward some experiences you know for me i really like it because i can try different training blocks and intervals and and then make clients go and do them but at least i can say i did them so for me there's there's that different layers right but I think there's also, you know, when we're thinking about weight loss, it's sort of a boring, like no one wants to do think, do that or think about that. But are there things that are wrapped up in that point B goal? You know, what we can do living longer, you know, living healthier, you know, doing cool things, you know, fun things down the road because we're feeling better. Well, and are there are there some fun middle things that you can do with with a goal like weight loss, right? Like, is that taking like a cooking class or you know, actually doing more, more cooking at home and, you know, experimenting with, you know, fun new recipes or, you know, I think, yes, weight loss is not the most fun thing, but I do think there are still ways that at the least will suck less. Well, I mean, to make anything sustainable, right, whether we're talking about a, a racing, you know, for a particular goal, or we're talking about you know, a health or, you know, body composition, any of these goals, any of them, in a in and of themselves are not like they're not the thing right they just can't be like i can tell you right now i've gone through lots of peak races that have gone good and bad and and they are not the thing they're not the thing that keep people going right it, it has to be that day-to-day that in and of itself is is really fulfilling right it's like talking to joe Friel, which was the other episode this week um he was on and he's over 70 now and the man has been training in different sports. He's mixed it up and evolved as a person, um, you know, through the different endurance sports basically, but he's still cycling and doing intervals. He he doesn't race it. He was very adamant about that, but he's still doing intervals and training, you know, and this is like, what was that? It was like 60 years, 50 years of, of just doing it. Right. And there's a certain personality type that does stuff like that, but it has to be enjoyable, right? There has to be something inherent in that riding of a bicycle and going quickly on a bicycle and pushing your limits and exploring and seeing what's new in the neighborhood. And yeah. So, I mean, ultimately really it's just, you know, point A and point B matter, but I think the fun middle is really what, what matters the most. I mean, you can kind of look at it almost like point B is the icing on the cake, but the middle is the cake. You know, you can, you can enjoy a cake without icing on it. It's still good, but you're not going to just eat icing. It's not the best metaphor, really bad for those who are contemplating the weight loss side of things, but right. 
Yes. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm, I'm just trying to say like, ultimately the middle is what matters because your, your point B is going to be a day. And then what happens the day after nationals? What happens the day after your hundred mile or whatever? Yeah. Like, you're always back to the drawing board. Right. And, and I think that's those that stick in it and have success long-term usually like have found, you know, the, the thing, the carrot and, you know, as far as events and stuff like this, that keep I like them, that I have KQ of carrots that keeps them moving. Um, but again, they, they enjoy going and doing their gravel ride or their long runs or, or whatever it is, right? They like going to the gym, right? And, and they've, that's, it's not the weight loss, the body composition piece. It's actually they've fallen in love with the gym where you can see progress like week to week. You can control, especially if you haven't done much strength. Like that would be a great example of, you know, it, it's the diet stuff, whatever. But in the gym, I know that if I go in there two, three days a week and start slow and gradually, like it's, you know, couple pounds every week on the bar you know that adds up really quickly right and it's cool to see something where you have this like linear progression um and and that can be again the fuel that sort of keeps you tinkering away and trying to see progress whether that's in a performance or a body composition or a health how you feel overcoming pain yeah so i think i think that's pretty much all we have to say on on this idea of the three-part goal setting yeah I think so. I think, you know, thinking again, just that what can you do in the middle, you know, right now in this next block that's going to move you in that direction. And I think it's it's not always apparent that that could be a recovery block. That could be, oh, like life's really hectic and probably the best thing I can do is maintenance, right? It might be like a bit of intensity and like one other ride, maybe a little core. And it might just be biding your time and waiting, right? It might be you know, a week off where you get all your gear set up and do some doctor's appointments, right? And check your blood and all this good sort of personal maintenance stuff as far as health. Um, but that's that's the middle, right, is where where we live, right? And I think the only thing we haven't really drawn in here is that too, I, I mentioned it, but we, we too often are thinking about the, our past selves or like dreaming about the future, dreading the future, dreading like what will come, dreading race day, Um you know, versus enjoying this, this next week, this day, this workout, right? And it's very cliche, but that often there's truth in cliche, right? It's true. No, I like that. Okay. So everyone's homework this, this weekend or whatever your next ride or run or activity is, uh, you know, just take a pause and start thinking about what's, what's fun about it. What, what moment are you enjoying? I find on really bad, really hard runs, I, I try to think about like, what else would I rather be doing right now? Usually the answer isn't much. So yeah, try to try to find that fun middle this weekend. All right. Thanks as always for listening. Uh, you can find an article on this topic over at consummateathlete.com. We'll include a link to that and the study I mentioned over in the show notes. And if you enjoy these episodes, do us a huge solid and head over to iTunes or wherever you subscribe to this podcast and rate and review. It is super helpful. All right. Thank you so much. And we will see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning into the Consummate Athlete Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or any of our past episodes, please do us a huge favor. Leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us bring on, you know, great new guests. And yeah, we'd also love to hear from you. You can find us on the interwebs um, at consummateathlete.com, at consummateathlete on Instagram. uh, And I am at Molly J. Herford on Instagram and Twitter. And Peter is at Peter Glassford. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next week.